Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Mind Your Business. You know, anyone who works uh, or lives in the current time, you've got to navigate through the digital world, through things like remote or perhaps hybrid working. You're looking at uh, online shopping. You're looking at collaboration, even when it comes to doing business, right? The digital experience is pretty much part and parcel of our lives. Now, this is further enhanced by the power of artificial intelligence and data that drives business growth. So businesses have to ensure the digital experience runs smoothly for their customers and workforce navigating operations. Now, you're looking at a seamless and informed experience that's backed by data. That really is what makes or breaks a business online. But what does this mean, you know, for a traditional uh, business like, say, the retail sector? And while you're trying to recover from the ripple effects of, of COVID-19, what can such a business in the region do to digitally transform for the next stage, you know, Web 3.0, as they call it? On the line to help me out with that is Alex Adsberger, who is the CEO of Optimizely. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Elliot, I'm doing great. It's fantastic to be in Singapore. This is an interesting conversation we're going to have, especially on the back of uh, what we saw on Wall Street, where you know investors wonder right now where the retail sector is concerned. Uh, is it a case of a potential recession? Is it a case of a change in customer spending? We'll get to that in just a while. But first, I'd like to understand the business a little bit more. Tell me more about Optimizely. Yes, Elliot, we are the leading platform for companies to transform digitally and connect with their customers. So we are the leading digital experience platform. We help companies manage their customer experience online through providing the right content at the right time to provide a great commerce experience. And what we do very specially is we provide a scientific approach to how you actually develop a customer experience. So through our capabilities around testing and experimentation, we can understand customer behaviors better than anybody else. So we work with over 9,000 companies globally together. We're just making a big investment here in Singapore and expanding our team. And I'm excited to be here to bring the capabilities of our platform also to the local market. Mm. It sounds like a pretty huge footprint that you have and, and one that is growing. Any chance you could share with us some of the clients on your list? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We work, you know, globally with companies together that are household names, be it, you know, retailers like The Gap or Sex Fifth Avenue. We work together with brands like Toyota, eBay, Mazda. But we also work together with companies here in the region, like Zalora or in Australia, Atlassian uh, or Cathay Pacific. So we really span any company that really has a digital first mindset and where we really want to empower the marketer to be able to unleash the benefits of the great technologies that exist today to really personalize a digital experience. And that's difficult because, to your point in the beginning, mm. there's a lot of technology out there. It's not easy to make sense out of all of it. And um, that's part of our job to help companies transform their businesses, more of their consumers are online. Yeah. Alex, I want to get your thoughts on this. And we were talking about this earlier on. We're going to try and cover the sort of shakeup that COVID-19 has delivered to an old school industry like the retail industry. Retail in recent weeks have delivered 
mixed results in the United States. And you've got warnings, okay, maybe there's going to be a potential recession, but you've also got the thought process that there is this change in consumer spending and companies are kind of caught off guard. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, my my thoughts on this is that obviously the economy was overheating, inflation is coming in. Of course, one way to get inflation down is by bringing supply and demand back into equilibrium, which means there's going to be probably a slowdown in spend. But it makes it even more important for companies to know their customers better, to get closer to their customers, to provide better service, to provide a better experience. And those companies will do really well in times when maybe consumer spending will change. I think the only constant, Elliot, is always change. And the companies that do well adapt very quickly. It's what Charles Darwin said. It's not the fast that survive. It's those survive that adapt quickly. And that's all what it's about, this ability to adapt. And the the trend towards digital and e-commerce is unbroken. I mean, during COVID, we saw expansion of five times the growth rate in e-commerce than in previous years. That trend is, is happening. Think about here in Singapore, everything is mobile commerce, everything is social, you know, Web 3.0 is coming. I mean, there are so many things that are driving change. And the smart companies are using this as a way to differentiate and gain their trust of their customers. Yeah, and we talk about this wake-up call as we're describing, right? In the past, it's always been a a question of, okay, bye-bye brick and mortar. But we've learned that Mm. it's not so. It's about finding that balance, finding that that hybrid. How, How can companies navigate that? Yeah, you know, it's when I talk to senior leaders and when I talk to executives who run very large e-commerce practices, uh, one of them is, it just comes to mind, which is a very large retailer in the U.S. The way they look at digital, digital is no longer a separate channel. Digital is also no longer necessarily the first priority. Digital is everywhere. You know? And so when digital is everywhere, you need to look at actually your total company results rather than just looking how much business comes in through e-commerce. Mm. So the, the smart companies make no longer a difference between like, oh, it's e-commerce and it's brick and mortar. No, it's all of it mm. because I want curbside pickup. I want to do in-store shopping. I want to shop online. I want you to know me when I'm shopping at different places. You know? And I want you have to have a great consistent experience. And if I'm one of your VIP shoppers, I want to get better treated. You know? And it doesn't matter which channel I use to shop. So. I think a lot of companies sometimes still look at it as a separate activity nearly. The really leading companies, and I think the companies that will win, no longer differentiate between brick and mortar and e-commerce. They just say, like, look, we want to sell and we want to understand our customers better. And we want to be customer-centric. That's, I think, the key to, for companies to win and do really well. It's that art of personalization, easier said than done. Alex, I throw another spanner in the works called the metaverse. Mm. What am I going to do here? Yeah, the metaverse is, is, is one of those. You know, I've been now in the industry for about two decades, and I think there's always certain topics that get hyped. But mm. the hype is good because it actually forces you to explore topics. It forces you to understand them better. And I think there's going to be clearly a market and there's an opportunity to create a digital twin, a digital environment in which we act in. But again, I think it augments the environments we already use today. And, you know, we are a company that believes, optimized believes very strongly in this notion of experimentation and testing. Because what it allows you to do is sometimes test something, but not necessarily commit 
so much to it yet because you first want to see if it works for you or not. And my recommendation would always be to companies. When you take a topic like the metaverse and you think about like, oh, maybe I should have a digital store inside a metaverse. Maybe I should run campaigns there. Maybe I find my customers there. You should test this. You should absolutely Mm. experiment with it. But test in such a way that it doesn't cost you, it doesn't change your company. Use it as a way to actually get your feet wet. And I think that the companies that do well apply this mindset of testing and experimentation because honestly, you can't really fail. You can only learn. And it's not about failing or winning. It's about really learning. And I think learning organizations and organizations that do tend to do really well over the long term are learning organizations. And they will learn if the metaverse is right for them or not. All right. You talked about how you've spent about two decades in this industry. And, and I think it's very interesting how you talk about testing and, and learning from there. In your opinion, you know, when it comes to trying to tap into trends. There are always so many and it's always evolving. What have you observed are some of the common mistakes that companies tend to make? Yeah, I think, you know, companies sometimes are unclear about, I mean, the most common mistake is that companies are unclear about the objective of why they actually do something, you know, and you can get swept away in the trend. So, for instance, you mentioned the metaverse. The metaverse is, 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 is a platform it's an environment that allows you ultimately to connect to your customers in a different way. Yeah? But then, you know, what it ultimately should drive, uh, help you drive is closer customer connections, more business growth. And sometimes companies get confused about why they do something. Yeah? And I think it's really important that you actually start with a clear objective. The second point is companies oftentimes think it needs to be transformational. So, Elliot, we have many times I talk to customers and they would love to see a new business initiative drive 20, 30, 50% growth, yeah, and they won't go big. But the issue is, is what's much more powerful is actually incremental change. There's a beautiful book called Atomic Habits, which talks about habit change, of changing your habits just 1% every day. If you change something by 1% every day, by the end of the year, you have a 37 times improvement, 37 times. So small changes, over the long term, are much more effective than trying to do one big change at a time. And that's the way companies win in the digital economy, is they make many, 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 many small changes that add up to making the company best. Why is Amazon such a powerhouse globally? It's because for the last two decades, they improved every day a little bit. You know? And that's the mindset that you need to have. You need to have a continuous learning mindset you need to be good about incremental changes rather than transformational change. Mm. And that mindset will ultimately make you really successful. The way you describe it, Alex, I feel it's really adopting a consistent habit. And I'm not sure humans are capable of that. What are your thoughts on perhaps uh, a data-driven automation process? You know, could that help in terms of consistency as well as maybe cost-effectiveness? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, ultimately it's about scale. The companies we work with, you know, run Super Bowl ads where they have millions of responses and you can't deal with these things if you don't automate. So you actually, to your point, you need to take out some of the potential human error that comes in and you need to obviously leverage technologies like AI, like machine learning. You know, we work with our customers together on content recommendations and product recommendations, and they all come through the AI. And so there are some areas where you can literally 
give the keys to the car, <laughs> to the computer, <laughs> to figure out how to get things done. And you need to trust the algorithm. And again, it's an important choice about in which areas do you want to do this and in which areas don't you want to do this. I mean, I think we could talk about that for hours. But the notion of automation is really important if you want to scale profitably. Because to your point, it costs a lot of money if you try to do this uh, through people alone. But again, you need to choose which areas of your business is, again, is AI the right thing. And again, one way to do this is by actually testing it. Mm. and see what works for your business. And it also eliminates the potential of misinformation as well. Yeah, you know, I think this is obviously a big topic. It's just trust and and how we feel about our privacy and how we think about the information that's, that's mm. being shared. And I do think this is one of the most important topics for business leaders today is to build a trust between their brand, their company, and the consumer and the customer. And, you know, while nothing is 100% safe proof, it helps when you obviously have a system that makes certain choices and you can actually explain how those choices are being made. Mm. So that's definitely a benefit of, of automation. I've been speaking with Alex Atzberger, who is the CEO of Optimizely. Alex, appreciate your time this morning. Great conversation, lots of learning points. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you so much, Elliot. Same to you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.